0: Welcome to the Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring. I'm your host, Howard Morgan, and we are live here in dark and chilly Richland, Missouri. So uh, one of the big things that I'm going to be talking about in this episode is a recent court ruling against uh, uh, investigative journalists who are looking into practices by Planned Parenthood. Bottom line up front to anyone who has not listened to this show before, I am very pro-life. However, some of the things that they found out on this, on their investigative reporting, should turn the stomachs of people who are even pro-choice. Um, I'm I'm gonna get into that here in a little bit. Uh, some of the other, well, a couple of the other things I want to talk about. If I can get to pull up here. Um, uh, kind of looking at Elizabeth Warren's tax plan and some uh, a human trafficking arrest at Camp Pendleton in California with the, the Marine Corps. Uh, could could be something very interesting to get into, but as I said this is kind of what we're looking at. Uh, just as soon as we come back from this paying the bills section. Do you love what you hear on the Relentless Daring podcast? Do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from Relentless Daring asking you to go to shop.spreadshirt.com/slash Relentless Daring and check out our merchandise there. We have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee cups, travel mugs. Go there. Check it out. Use it to show the world your love for this podcast. And as always, stay relentless. All right. So looking into this, um, going into the first thing I want to talk about is the human trafficking arrests that were made in Camp Pendleton. They have been ruled unlawful. And, really interesting how they came to that because allegedly it shows an undue command influence on the unit. I'm, 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 it's a pregnant pause. There's nothing wrong with the, with what you're hearing. So, uh, reading an article, this is uh, a Fox news. A military judge has ruled the arrest of 16 U.S. Marines accused of human smuggling during a Camp Pendleton battalion formation were unlawful and a violation of their rights, according to reports. A video of the July mass arrest surfaced last week. The Marines were hauled out of formation and accused of participating in a scheme to smuggle illegal immigrants into the U.S. from Mexico, according to reports. Uh, Breaking from the article... This is not something new. This is something that has been going on. There's been Army active duty soldiers who've been arrested for this. National Guard soldiers arrested for this. These are people who feel like it is their duty to bring illegals across the border because they can, quote, do it safer. But... Thing is, you know, it's still illegal. It is illegal as all get out. And it also brings the question, what are they being smuggled in for? Are they just you know immigrants trying to come across the border and these moose knuckles are using their uh, training to help do that? I really not too sure. But anyway, like I said, these guys were the battalion was formed up, and their names were called. The article says "dragged out formation." No, they the following soldiers report, and they read off a list, and and it's I don't know, the way. I've had some issues with the author. The the way their wording is kind of, ugh. Anyways, uh, quoting from the article, uh, quote, it sends a signal to the government. I'm not going to tolerate, and we should not tolerate, a command basically imposing the verdict before the court is ever held. That is uh, from Bethany Payton O'Brien, an attorney for one of the accused Marines. Well, having them arrested under the, uh, you know, violating the law under the Uniform Code of Military Justice in front of their unit isn't saying that, no, you're guilty. It's saying uh, we suspect you're guilty. There's credible evidence to warrant arresting you and we're getting you all together in one place to make it quick, fast and easy. But going back to the article, it's unclear, however, what impact the judge's ruling will have on the charges against the Marines. The station reported charges against three of the 16 Marines were eventually dismissed by prosecutors. These are people um, accused who held, held charges of drug smuggling, which, you know, if they're smuggling drugs, I really don't want them in my uh, military Marine Corps or otherwise. Uh, going back to the article, uh, the arrests were witnessed by 800 members of the first Battalion, fifth Marines. According to reports, Peyton O'Brien said the arrests were an attempt by commanders to exert unlawful command influence over the case. Quote, the public humiliation of my client and others in the case was wrong. It was illegal, and the Marine Corps' attempt to try to influence the outcome of this case and poison the jury pool. Okay. Diverting away from the article. It's really hard to influence the jury pool because they will not pull the jury from this battalion. They will select, you know, peers from another unit who does not know these people and they will be make up the jury for either individuals or the group, depending on how they try it. I know this because my unit went through a court martial for a soldier who was accused of sexual assault. The only people from the unit who were involved were those who went to the went to the jail on post and they picked him up every morning. They drove him to his trial. And then they picked him up after the trial and took him back to jail. Everyone else was completely separate from the unit. And I also like to apologize if you're hearing any barking in the background. That's either one of my dogs outside being a knucklehead or it's a movie being watched in another room. But there's a lot being said by the attorney, which... I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt that as she's representing a Marine, she probably understands the UCMJ, the uniform code of military justice, but maybe not necessarily military court procedures, but that's just me looking at it. I was not a JAG officer or, uh, enlisted where I served within the JAG Corps as a paralegal or anything like that. I was, I was a dumb grunt, just, you know, lowly infantryman, but it's just, like I said, it's just kind of looking at it from this side of what's going on versus, you know, a civilian attorney representing a military soldier in what's eventually going to be a military case. But going back to the article, uh, the San Diego Union Tribune quoted the judge who issued the ruling, Colonel Stephen Keene, as rejecting a prosecution argument that the arrests were done during the battalion formation to ensure safety because some of the Marines were suspected of weapons offenses. Which again, it makes sense that from an operational standpoint, if, You did not want to start picking them up one at a time and word getting out and you have people scatter. Now you have maybe two or three arrested and 13, 14 guys suddenly go AWOL because they know that they're involved. And they don't want their, they don't want dimes dropped on their names. Yeah, it's, it's easier to get them all together in one spot. And this is an abbreviated article from what I read earlier today. But part of the reason why it was filmed, which was in the beginning of the article, it was filmed by the Marine Corps because they wanted to make sure that if anyone else broke out their cell phones during the formation, started you know filming these guys being arrested. They would have the entire situation on film. That way they could say, no, look, we, here's the full film of the arrest. We didn't do it X, Y, or Z. Like they're trying to say in these videos, they, uh, they hearken back to the, uh, that kid from Covington Catholic school, you know, some videos, it looks like he's a douche who is, uh, you know, smirking at and harassing some uh, Native American protester, where in other videos you see the full scene where they're being yelled at by a very racist black Jewish group and that they're actually approached by the Native American protester who gets in their face. That's what they were trying to prevent with this arrest. But now yeah, the the judge ruled that it could be undue influence because uh, the battalion commander, after they were arrested, he knew what the charges were, and he used an example of "you don't be these guys." Even if the, you know, even if these guys are not guilty, which if they aren't. May they continue on and have great careers with the Marine Corps. If they are guilty, they do deserve whatever punishment is issued by the United States Marine Corps and the Department of the Navy, depending on who all handles that case. But it's, it's but at the same time, I don't think it should be, you know, a matter of undue command influence when you have you know, a large group of people, some of them suspected on weapons charges, again, like the article said, to get them all in one location where the probability of them having a loaded weapon on them is significantly lowered, and just doing a mass arrest. It's not the first time in history that cops have you know, used something as an excuse to get a bunch of people together and do one big arrest. I mean, that's just the way that is in the situation. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a very, it's a very weird situation. But it is what it is. Is. All righty. So getting back in into things here. Oh my goodness, my phone's being crazy. Um so I was talking about one of the things I was going to talk about on this is uh Elizabeth Warren's tax plan. So there's there's been people looking into it now that she's actually started putting out some of this because for a long time, oh I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a wealth tax, I'm gonna do this, that, and the other, but never really getting into details. Uh reading an article here. It's uh, from Fox Business. Uh, The headline is Warren's tax plan could bring rates over 100% for some billionaires. And it's, it's one of those articles where you get into it and it's not quite what it seems when you're looking at the but it's still not good. You, you know, reading the article here, under the sweeping tax proposals introduced by Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren, some billionaires and multimillionaires could see their federal tax rate climb above 100%. Tax rates higher than 100% could result from the combination of several tax hikes the Massachusetts Massachusetts Senator, Wow, try saying that one five times fast. The Massachusetts senator has called for the ultra-wealthy as first reported by the Wall Street Journal. This includes increasing the top income tax rate to 39.6%. So, why does this go for 40? Why make it sound like they're getting a little bit of a break here? Just, Just call it 40%. Uh, and imposing a new 14.8% social security tax, slapping a 6% sales tax on individuals worth more than $1 billion and requiring investors to pay capital gains taxes at the same rate as other incomes. Now, kind of take a break for a second here. You can already see what's going to happen. You're going to have people who have wealth over $1 billion who are going to magically leave the country. Their money is going to magically leave the country. Oh, no, I don't have over $1 billion. I mean, look at this. Fit, look at this, you know, 1,200 square foot, you know, $100,000 house in the middle middle of nowhere, Missouri, where, you know, I obviously don't have a billion dollars or more. Pe- you know, assets will be liquidated and they will be moved offshore to a place that has very, very protective, uh, You know, privacy regulations, you know, like Switzerland, certain Bahamian uh, banks. But, you know, money is going to leave the country, number one. And that's going to hurt the economy because, you know, you're going to have, you know, business owners who are starting to, you know, Approach that billion dollar market, they're not going to invest in their businesses, they're not going to invest in other things that you know keep the money flowing throughout the country. So there's hit number one. And then you add the fact that on top of that 39.6%, they're they're paying that 14.8% on social security there you have 50% right there on, on the biggest wage earners in America, 50%. So, you know, a, you have a job where you're making millions and millions a year, and then suddenly you don't see half of it. I mean, that harkin, you know, kind of harkens back to uh, the days when the, the during the progressive era where you know the ultra wealthy the major wage earners would pay 90% in income tax and and I know 90% is not the same as 50% in income and social security but Again, you're literally taking half of their income. It's granted. There's going to be some people with amazing, just absolute crap, hot corporate accountants who will absolutely milk the system as it stands to get these Massive wage earners, all of the, uh, all the, uh, tax breaks that they are due because of the way the tax law is structured and we, I've, I've got some, uh, some, uh, some remedies here for what you could, uh, for things that we could do to fix it. Uh, policy prescriptions, but uh, give me a little bit here. All right, and the, the 6% tax on individuals worth more than $1 billion. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. For instance, a billionaire with a $1,000 investment who earns a 6% return or $60 as a capital gain dividend or interest could owe 58.2% of that or $35 in federal tax. On top of that, that person would be hit with 6% wealth tax or an additional $60. The result tax as high as $95 on income of $60 for a combined tax rate of 158%. This is again, according to Wall Street Journal, not. These are people who it's their job to look at numbers. Now, they don't say if, oh, because you are. You have over a billion dollars. You every time you make money, you're paying this extra wealth tax. It's my understanding that of how the wealth tax would work, which by the way, they thought about doing a wealth tax when they found out the country, and they determined mm, no, that's that's arbitrary. We we, we can't be doing that. And it's been tried in the past and it's been declared unconstitutional in the past, but that's neither here nor there. But the wealth tax would be, they do a, you know, itemized inventory of everything you own, art, jewelry, cars, this, that, and the other. And then they go, okay, it your assets are worth this much money pay us this much, pay us X amount of money because you're worth this. So again, I don't know the The way the article is written. makes it seem like, Oh, you have a billion dollars. Okay. You're going to pay this extra wealth tax because again, the way I understand it versus the way the article is two different things. But continuing with this article, quote, if you raise tax rates so high that you start raising less revenue because people work less, they save less, they hide their money more, then there's more tax evasion. Then it might be counterproductive. George Yen, a professor emeritus of law and taxation, University of Virginia School of Law. Huh. You mean people will engage in Self preservation and the preservation of their wealth if you try to tax the living crap out of them? No way. Huh. I wonder wonder why some people never think of this that if a person works their tail end off to get to the point where they are a billionaire. And there's those out there who will make the argument, well, they just have old money. Steve Jobs did not have old money when he became worth over a billion dollars. Bill Gates did not have his own money when he stole technology from IBM and Xerox and became a multi-billionaire with Microsoft. The, yes, there are some people out there who you know they can trace their lineage and their money back to. You know, JP. Morgan, Carnegie, so on, so on, you know these magnets from way back in the you know late 1800s, early 1900s, when American wealth truly began to grow, you know through the Industrial Revolution with oil, the railroads, steel. But the majority of money makers in America today, they were many of them started as entrepreneurs. They started with next to nothing, or they, or they were just really good at what they did, and you know they moved up the corporate ranks. Go, hold on one second. they moved up the corporate ranks as a man through management and through education and they built themselves up. I mean, this is just more and more of politicians trying to do, trying to uh, create an envy class in America where, because there are, Way more people who live below the poverty line than there are billionaires in the country. Then billionaires are obviously evil, and they are the bourgeois who are taking taking advantage of the proletariat. Oh my God! Yet yeah, another another drawing in of the ever popular Marxism. Carl! Cool. Thank you. But this is it's all it's really boiling down to is they have it. You don't. We're going to take it from them and we're going to give it to you. That is what happened with the Bolshevik revolution in Russia. Carl! Okay, my producer, I don't know what's going on with him. Dude, that was not Karl Marx. That was Lenin. But you know, that that was again it was a Marxist revolution. Uh you have a pre Marxist revolution in you know late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds in France with the French Revolution. It was not a matter of seeking freedom. It was seeking revenge on the aristocracy, on the ruling class. And it was so bloody awful, pun intended, that it led to the rise of Napoleon. Because the country was in such shambles and disarray that Napoleon was able to come in and just crush everyone and start building the French Empire. And he became the greatest military leader because he could actually march French soldiers into Germany and they just didn't lay down their firearms. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, re- going back in the article, tax rates higher than 100% could result from the combination... Oh. Mom, mom, I already read that. Ah. Uh, to do, do, do the joys of live cast, it's almost as good as live radio. Yeah, in recent weeks, Warren has been feuding with a number of notable billionaires, including former Goldman Sachs CEO Lloyd Blankfein, money manager Leon Cooperman, and Microsoft founder Bill Gates over her vow to introduce wealth tax. And you know, again. Another thing that's going to happen, I always talk about, you know, there's going to be less investments into business because if their ROI is being taxed at at that 39% income tax rate versus the, I think it is like 25% co- uh, capital gains. I haven't had to, t- had to prematurely cash in a retirement account. Lately, so I couldn't tell you what that capital gains tax rate is, but I think it's around 25%. Uh, If you would like to tweet me at Daring Podcast, uh, what that number is, by all means, please, please inform me. At Daring Podcast, hashtag stay relentless. But yeah, so you're going to have people who are losing investment not being able to invest in industry because, you know, if their return on investment, they're going to get hit at, you know, 40 per, you know, what is it? I think there's 158%, I think is what it came out to. If you're going to lose money when you make money on investment. You're not going to invest in business. Um, if you're taxing people based on their wealth, and what assets they actually hold, then you're going to be losing uh, losing out on uh, people's ability to donate into charity, into uh, going into uh, philanthropic endeavors. One, uh, Bill Gates, like it mentioned in the article, he has been instrumental. In reducing uh, communicable disease in Africa through toilets, uh, his foundation. Yes, they do a lot of literacy stuff, but they also have been investing in installing um, uh, chemical toilets in Africa instead of just you know going out and doing your business in a, in a slit trench on the edge of town which those are really nasty. Speaking from experience in Afghanistan, don't want to fall into one. It's a crappy deal. Um, you know, so now you have these chemical toilets in Africa. that are being donated by one of the richest men in America. I say one of not the, not the richest man. Uh, I'm not sure what Bezos does with his money to be philanthropic. Besides, you know, donating to crazy liberal causes, but hey, it's Jeffy's money. Jeffy wants to spend it how he wants. Jeffy can. But, um, but so, you know, you have, you know, these toilets, uh, anti malarial programs, lots of really good things are being done with this money. And, you know, You have the very, very cynical people on the left who look at that and go, he's only doing it for the tax write-off. So what? Who cares if he's writing it off because, hey, you know what? Progressives came up with this tax code to make it so convoluted that the average person can't figure it out and has to use a freaking accountant. I shouldn't have to go to h and Block to do my taxes, which I don't. There's lots of great tax software out there. It just walks you through a W-2, by the way. It's just between you and me. Don't tell the IRS. But a tax code that's made so convoluted that if you own a house and you're paying interest on your bank loan, hey, you can write the interest off. You've, you tie the hundred dollars at, at church every week. Hey, at the end of the year, that's fifty two hundred dollars you can you can write off if you have, you know, if you have enough, uh, in expenditures that you can itemize and you can go through and deductions like that. But you know, this is kind of where I'm going is that when you begin taxing the wealth to the point where the wealthy are no longer making any money it's going to slow down charities there's going you know uh david coke who died of cancer he had cancer as a child he beat it and so as an adult he dumped a lot of money into cancer research what happens when we start taxing you know the estate of David Koch to the point where his estate can no longer give you know to cancer research? It does it goes more and more and more into you know, again, taking from the rich for no other reason than it will be to redistribute to the poor. Uh, in the case of Warren and Sanders and AOC and all of these crazy-ass leftists, you know that's looking at your uh, your UBI. That's looking towards your ex- expanded government-controlled health care. That's that's what they're wanting to do. Is they're wanting to just literally. Steal from the rich to give to the poor because we're Robin Hood. No, Robin Hood stole from the corrupt politicians, the corrupt prince and the corrupt law enforcement. And he returned that money to the poor who had it stolen from them to begin with. And the way these things work, they never stay where they're just affecting the rich. Eventually, the rich wise up. (coughs) Pardon me. Eventually, the rich wise up and they move their money out. And so, okay, well, the super wealthy have moved their money to where we can't touch it. We'll go to the next lower. And they will eventually do the same thing, so on and so forth till everybody is getting hit with all these penalties and their socialism is realized in the fact that yes we now have wealth equality everyone has the same has the same amount of nothing but you know what but you know it's 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 re- think that we have so many young voters in america who look at this as a good thing that everybody broke means everybody wins these are voters who are not voting based on taking a hard look and doing analysis of what a candidate is proposing they're looking at it and go what makes me feel good about this candidate You know, Donald Trump is ridiculous on his levels of populism. And I remember being in Afghanistan, watching all the 2016 campaign and just going, what is up with this guy? Because Donald Trump... Has never been a conservative, he's always. Yes, he maybe he identified as a Republican for a time between you know going on WWF or building you know failing hotels and casinos in Atlantic City, but. Donald Trump has never been a person who impressed me based on previous held policy. He is, uh, he got a ton of people like the left, except they're on the right side of the aisle going, I don't care about what he's done in the past and the policy positions he's held before. He makes me feel good because he said, Build the wall. He said, Lock her up. And he elicits a similar emotional response, except his is more nationalistic. I'm not calling him a nationalist. Calm down. Calm down. Just cool your jets. He uses nationalistic rhetoric to, to to invoke a similar emotional response to, that got him elected that the left uses when they are pushing these policies that are basically soak the rich and give the poor. Until we can no longer soak the rich. We have to soak everybody and nobody gets anything. But what do I know? I'm just a dumb grunt. Do you love what you hear on the Relentless Daring Podcast? Do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from the Relentless Daring Asking you to go to shop.spreadshirt.com/slash relentless daring and check out our merchandise there. We have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee cups, travel mugs. Go there, check it out, use it to show the world your love of this podcast, and as always, stay relentless. All right. Welcome back. All right. So the big story that really caught my attention, as I was doing all my show prep. Oh, sorry, my mic was a little low there. Um, as I was doing my show prep, this is the one story that really just absolutely caught my attention. And i, I seen it a couple of days ago that it had, it, they had completed the trial and they, it had gone to the jury for deliberations and I was hoping, I was praying that the jury would 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 uh, nullify a lot of things that the judge had told them. Um, the story that I'm talking about is about the trial of. Wow, they've buried the lead here. All right, so it's uh, the trial of David DeLayden, D-A-L-E-I-D-E-N, and others from the Center for Medical Progress were were found liable in the civil rights case of multiple offenses against abortionists. Uh, Let's see if I can get to the the Life News article. It's actually a lot better than this one I have pulled up. Did do, 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 do All right. So uh, coming this is coming out of uh, San Francisco, shocker. So yesterday, David DeLayden and Center for Medical Progress undercover investigators have been found guilty of multiple crimes and must pay millions in damages to Planned Parenthood for the work they did in exposing organ harvesting on aborted babies. The jury of nine men and one woman released its verdict Friday afternoon after deliberating less than two days, even though the landmark civil trial took six weeks. The total amount of to Planned Parenthood is over $2 million, according to Thomas More Society, which includes punitive and compensatory damages as well as attorney's fees. I. I think the actual number is eight hundred seventy thousand. But all right, so punitive damages delayed in himself is a hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Uh, um, other other uh, defendants. Other offense in the case, uh someone a merit was twenty-five thousand dollars. Biomax, I'm assuming it's a company. Is two hundred thousand dollars. CMP, that is the center for medical, yeah, center for medical progress. Been ordered to pay four hundred thousand uh, dollars, Rumberg, seventy thousand, Troy Newman, fifty thousand. And are defended is zero because Planned Parenthood dropped the punitive charges against them. Pro-life defense lawyers have already stated they will appeal, telling reporters that the courtroom, was, courtroom process was unfair. Quote, the process is payback for David in exposing Planned Parenthood's dirty business of buying and selling fetal parts and organs, declared lead Thomas More Society defense attorney Peter Breen. We intend to seek vindication for David on appeal. His investigation into criminal activity by America's largest abortion provider utilized standards, standard investigative journalism techniques, those applied regular, regularly by news outlets across the country. And again, what really went on here was a huge attack on First Amendment and the freedom of press. You know what the attorney is saying is that there have been investigative journalists who've done similar things to expose corruption in businesses for years and years. I mean, even going back to the you know some of the some of the muckrakers and, uh, you know, frankly communist activists like Upton Sinclair and his book, The Jungle. <clears throat> where he wrote about things he quote witnessed end quote in the Chicago meat packing business industry, many of which didn't happen or were a gross exaggeration of things that were occurring. You know, talking about people falling into the meat grinders never happened. Um, but yeah, these are things where people have gone in undercover with, is it 2020 used to do it all the time, go and do the undercover reporting where they've got the camera hidden in a person. They put it on the person's desk and this was mainstream stuff and Planned Parenthood got their panties in a bunch and went after a journalist for doing what journalists do they had heard that they were illegally procuring and then selling these body parts and one of the methods they did and that they admitted to on the stand under oath was that if there was a buyer who needed certain organs, they would change the type of procedure being performed without consent of the mother/patient however you want to look at it if you are you know patient if you're you know pro choice and listening to my podcast which well, good for you that means you have an open mind you're willing to listen to someone who may have a different opinion excellent or if you're pro life the mother um they would change procedure in order to better facilitate harvesting certain organs based on what they needed. Again, these are things that were factually established. However, it was really hard to do that when the judge, who apparently has ties to Planned Parenthood, (coughs) pardon me, Um, because he used to be an attorney at a facility for a facility that the, that Planned Parenthood ran, um, an abortion referral service out of, and, you know, they ran, so he, you know, worked there. He knew Planned Parenthood people. He came out when he issued the jury instructions flat out said, I have already found them guilty of trespassing. It's your job to figure out how much you're going to have to pay. It's like, Whoa, your honor, isn't that their job? Shouldn't Planned Parenthood be making the case that what he did was wrong? Not you telling the jury what they did was wrong. I mean it's judicial overreach on part of the on the part of the judge, uh prosecutorial, prosecutorial malfeasance on the side of the prosecutors on behalf of Planned Parenthood. You know everything every dollar they should yeah, they should absolutely appeal because every dollar is Punishment for journalists being journalists. Again, this isn't something new. 2020 has been doing it for 30 freaking years on ABC. But uh reading on to the article here. Quote, David's findings revealed practices so abhorrent that the United States Congress issued criminal referrals for Planned Parenthood and numerous states and elected officials have moved to strip it of funding, continued Breen. Rather than face up to its heinous doings, Planned Parenthood chose to persecute the person who exposed it. I am fully confident that when this case has run its course, justice will prevail and David will be vindicated. David DeLayton called the verdict a dangerous attack on First Amendment rights. Uh, He tweeted out yesterday afternoon, justice was not done today in San Francisco. Top Planned Parenthood for America witnesses swore the videos are true. Hashtag Planned Parenthood sells baby parts, or PP sells baby parts. But PP founder... Judge Oreck spent six weeks influencing jury with arbitrary rulings and suppressed key evidence. Dangerous tack on hashtag one a as California banned speaking truth to power. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, that journalists who are doing what journalists are supposed to do are finding themselves under attack. Um, you know, whether it is a judge who should have recused himself from this case, but he didn't and telling, telling a jury how to rule instead of allowing the jury to come to their own conclusions, you know, whether, Oh, pardon me. Um, or you know Cheryl Axon's computer being hacked by the u s government because, you know, she's doing what journalists do. This is a scary time. I mean, how long is it to me, just a little nobody podcaster, which again, thank you to all the people in Australia, Ireland, and South Africa who listen. Why you are so interested in American politics, I will never know. Please tweet me at Daring Podcast and tell me what you think is so entertaining that you keep coming to this show. You know, how long is it till I issue an opinion on listen to podcasts that claims my butt in hot water because I said something that I think And someone doesn't like it. Or if I were to do something, you know, actual, actually journalistic and do the research and put it together and, you know, post the evidence that, yes, see, here it is. I found it and I am making this claim. And then I find myself getting sued for defamation because I said something that I can actually back up. It's a scary time to think about in America because. So much is being under attack. You have, you know, religious organizations under attack. You know, you know, former congressman and former presidential candidate uh, Beto O'Rourke saying that churches should lose their uh, tax exempt status if they preach God's message. That homosexuality is wrong. Why should a church lose its status for holding to the religious orthodoxy? I mean, what about these social justice churches who use, well, it's it'd be the same thing. A social justice church pushing um, some sort of, uh, some sort of, Ideal that is not in line with the Bible, to, for a political purpose. When you know, obviously, churches who hold biblical doctrine say it's wrong to be gay, and killing babies is highly, highly frowned upon. On the other side of the of the living spectrum, yeah, holding. You know, withholding tax exemptions from either side would be wrong just because of the politics that they hold to as it lines up with their religious beliefs. This is this one of those things we need to stop, slow down, and look at? I hope on appeal this thing gets overturned. I would like to see that judge be disbarred. Because he obviously had a conflict of interest in telling the jury how it should do its job. In a blatant attack against a journalist, you know, the judge wouldn't even allow them to air the videos in the courtroom of some of these people engaging in the illegal activity they're accused of. We have to stand. We have to be willing to fight for those people we disagree with more than the people we do agree with. There are people out there who are leftists, who they say things that are absolutely ridiculous as far as, you know, you know socialism is a good idea. Carl! I will fight for their right to say it even if I think it's a horrible, horrible public policy. But I would hope that if I'm being attacked for what I say, that they will stand up for me as well. All right. Uh, Thank you for joining me again on this episode. If you listen to it live, thank you so very much. If you're catching on the podcast, remember iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. And it was going up on YouTube for a while, but I was on there the other day. I noticed that some of my newer episodes haven't been posting for the the actual podcast of this. So I said that I have to look into, <laughs> but if you're listening on, if you're listening on Apple iTunes, remember four, four things, four things. Number one, subscribe. That way you, you get the updates every week. When I put the new episode up, when, if you don't catch it live, you get the, you get the little boop, the little vibration on your Apple. I watch whatever. So you subscribe. Then number two, you rate it. Number three, you review it. Number four, share it with your friends and family. Anyone you think like, Hey, this goofy bastard, I think you'll like him. Check him out. You know, cause then the more you, the more you share it, it helps the algorithms. So other people can find it. The the more you the better you know the better rankings you give it, you know, those you know four or five star reviews again influences the algorithms, finds more people, and then you you leave your reviews, then other people can go, Oh, this is recommended based on what I like to listen to. I'll read some reviews on it. It 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 all helps. Also, if you want to continue to support the podcast financially, because right now I run this out of my pocket and today my computer died, I held a funeral. It was such a sad, sad thing, but so I'm on a backup computer and, you know, so if you want to support this again, I I ran a couple plugs for the, uh, for the, for the merch shop over at uh, Spreadshirt. Also, you can go to patreon.com slash relentlessdaring1 and go there and become a patron. And that's money that goes into equipment, goes into fixing my other computer. So that way I'm not having to use my kid's computer. And he said, everything about this is completely independent. so. Again, the support you offer, I highly appreciate it. Again, you can also follow me on Twitter, see what's going on. Uh, the po- the podcast, the show account, at Daring Podcast. Or you follow my personal account, at Real Tyler Morgan. Follow me there. You can see the shenanigans I get involved with on, on the Twitterverse. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this, coming out and listening to what ramblings I have. And as always, stay relentless.